When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Ken Apsuck, and this is Daily Thrones, a quick look at the world of ice and fire. And we have Game of Thrones Season 8 news to talk about. News broke a little while ago here. Just getting it on Daily Thrones that we have the directors for Season 8. Six episodes left. We know they're going to be larger episodes. And we have four names, three sets of directors. Miguel Sapochnik is back. He is an award-winning, Emmy-winning director for Game of Thrones. His work on Battle of the Bastards and Winds of Winter, stuff that we are very familiar with. Winds of Winter perhaps being one of the finest episodes and Battle of the Bastards too. And then David Nutter is back. What's he known for most? Oh, a little episode that you know is The Red Wedding, actually titled The Reigns of Castamere way back in Season 3. Also directed Mother's Mercy, which is the season five finale. And then rounding it out for the finale will be Dan and Dave. Benioff and Weiss will be directing. They, of course, been directing episodes before. Uh, Two Swords, Walk of Punishment are some of their notable episodes. So that is it. Those are the directors. What does that say about the episodes that we're going to get? Big Epic, lots of death. I mean, that's what Game of Thrones does, right? But these are perhaps two of the best directors that are available. A lot of good directors, of course, coming out of Game of Thrones. Neil Marshall comes to mind. Uh, Bender comes to mind. A lot of guys have, uh, and women, Michelle McLaren, do not forget her work. Uh, Would have loved to see her come back. She's not, but these directors are set. This is important. It gives us a flavor and feel for what might be coming in Season 8 of Game of Thrones. Let me know here on Daily Thrones what you think about these choices and what you think, more importantly, they could mean for Season 8. Let's talk about directors here on Daily Thrones. Hey, Ken, I couldn't be happier with our roster of directors for the final season. We all wanted Miguel Sapochnik back, and to hear he might be directing as many as three episodes of the final season is great news. It'll be a ton of work, especially since I expect he's been handed the reins for at least one major battle, if not more, but he's up for it. With extended time for filming, the results should be spectacular. I'm glad to see David Nutter back. The Red Wedding alone earns him the right to be on the final season roster, but I've loved his other episodes as well. And I'm personally thrilled that David Benioff and Dan Weiss will be directing the series finale. I love the work they did on Walk of Punishment, and especially Two Swords. There's a grand tradition of showrunners of the best modern dramas personally directing the final episodes of their programs. Vince Gilligan, David Chase, Matt Weiner. Benioff and Weiss have more than earned the right to do the same. Game of Thrones is their show. They've devoted their lives to it for over a decade. They've built it into a global phenomenon, one of the biggest and best shows ever. I'm glad they'll get to end the story on their terms, to place their complete creative stamp on the show's final episode. They have my complete confidence. I can't wait to see what they have in store. 
We have more news for Season 8 to talk about here on Daily Thrones on Anchor. We had the big director news earlier in the day. Miguel Sapochnik, David Nutter joining Benioff and Weiss to divide up the directing duties in Season 8. Benioff and Weiss closing out the show. We know that one. We'll be talking about that. We'll have more of your reactions. We'll be seeing what we can glean from that small nugget of news and apply it to what that might mean for Season 8. We'll have a lot of fun doing that. Send your calls in here on Daily thrones but our friends over at watchers on the wall you might recall back in august as we led up to the series finale we interviewed susan miller the editor-in-chief of watchers on the wall right here on daily thrones you can go check it out in podcast form if you want to go back to that and her great thoughts going in the finale but they had an exclusive today of some casting news for season eight these are seven roles now these aren't by any means these aren't big roles but these little roles start to give you clues about what we can expect and little nuggets of information and watchers on the wall is always right there with some of these kind of uh exclusives and i love them uh we are we are as with some of the earlier season eight casting news for these smaller parts we're looking for a northern farmer a sassy and attractive girl who's a northern girl uh was uh, described as uh, playing a good memorable one scene part uh opposite a leading cast we got a northern sentry a northern sentry that's interesting because that might factor into the night king marching south maybe this poor character is the one that's like oh crap who do i tell how fast can i get away from here they are coming we have a sailor we know that hey if euron is going to get the golden company they're probably coming back with someone which is important because we know we also have a mercenary age 35 to 50 hey that's quite a range i could play that uh this is an authoritative figure fit cool charismatic military type and be appearing in two episodes of season eight so that's a big enough chunk of a role and they're required to ride a horse according to the news here from watchers on the wall that to me as they say on watchers on the wall i'm echoing their thoughts this could be someone who's part of the golden company that euron is off over to essos to get and bring back to help cersei lannister that's uh that's good news for me because that means that Golden Company is not just going to be some throwaway situation, just some kind of tiny plot they mention. Uh, this is going to factor in two episodes if this is a mercenary tied to the Golden Company, which, believe me, that can, to me, that's the only thing it can be. We're going to have some time with that infamous group. And same with the Sailor. I think that could tie into that. There's also some uh, uh, new batch of roles, guard number one and guard number two. Guard number one in his 20s, guard number two in his 30s tall athletic and this is i think what's interesting the character is a professional clear thinking guard who is dependable and these are kind of one-off little roles shooting in spain so usually spain uh you know that might lead you to certain locations uh, could be king's landing they put a lot of different locations together for uh the the capital and a lot of the other locations that could uh, hey maybe it's back to essos maybe this is someone uh, guarding Illyrium Apathis in Pentos. I don't know. I'm just speculating. What did these roles tell you? What did the locations tell you? And also, this kind of shows that Game of Thrones Season 8, I mean, it's kind of bad news. We'll be shooting maybe longer than we anticipated this, according to what Watchers of the Wall is putting together, that the original kind of uh, shoot time, October to March, uh, may go all the way through August which means we're definitely going to get this show a lot later than we all wanted. But don't worry. You're going to be with me here 
on Daily Thrones, on Anchor, and we'll be talking about Season 8. We'll be talking about the prequels. We'll be talking about Fire and Blood, the book of the Targaryen histories, the two volumes of Targaryen histories. Plus, at some point, we have to hope, we have to imagine, Winds of Winter. Daily Thrones is your spot. You can call in here. You can like uh, a comment. Favor the station is what I mean. Not necessarily like, so you don't miss a broadcast. Comment here so I can react with you guys. And don't forget, we are on podcast form. For more here on Daily Thrones. Hey, Ken. Just calling in response to Eric's question about whether or not Season 8 can stick the landing with a series finale. Um, I think no matter how it ends, people are going to nitpick and find flaws with it. It's just a sad reality in the world that you can't appease everybody. Um, Like you said, with this season and episode six, Beyond the Wall, people found flaws in it. I personally believe it was one of the best episodes of television. Uh, I had me on the edge of my seat the entire time. But again, as soon as the episode uh, finished, people are already bashing it and finding things wrong with it. Um, Also, I believe if it were to have a poor season finale, it'd be because things end too happily ever after. Uh, maybe we won't get a big character death, or we're not going to get plot twists like we're expecting, and it might be a small letdown. Though, I don't think that's the case. Uh, George doesn't seem like he's going to end the series that way. It's just not how he writes, and it's not how the showrunners run it. Uh, I trust George, and I trust the show writers to finish the season, uh, finish the series well. Hey, Ken, uh, good question uh, by Austin here, because, you know, when Danny saw John's scars, you know, as we know, you know, those kind of scars when you're dead, when, whatever kills you, and as we learned from Barrick, those scars don't heal. Whatever way you died, it stays with you. And when Danny saw John's scars last season, she gave kind of like a freaked out look where she kind of maybe put it together in her head that he literally really did take a knife in the heart. Will that be addressed next season? I think it absolutely will. I think she's going to bring it up. You know, I've, I've seen your scars. What happened? And when he tells her, I think she's going to be extremely fascinated by the fact that he's come back from the dead, basically. So I think it is going to be a very important story point. Couple great calls to close out the broadcast day here on Daily Thrones. Jeff responding to uh, Eric Monroe's call that spawned a conversation about what if Game of Thrones doesn't stick the landing. And this one is a question I'm going to be asking going a long way towards season eight with some guests. Anytime I get someone who uh, in studio here that I can ask them this question, I'm going to because I think it's a pretty important question. What if the ending of Game of Thrones isn't to our liking? And, and Jeff's right. Season 7, Episode 6 is a great example. Jeff loved it. And then you go online and find out people didn't like it. And and the thing that might make it work, I, I'm echoing exactly what Jeff just said here. Jeff, it's a great point. If it's too happy and Game of Thrones ending happy, what could that actually mean? I don't think it ends with John and Danny holding hands and birds flapping in the wind and spring has shown up and everyone's bowing for them and singing songs. I don't think that will happen. But what Jeff points out is a, quote, happy ending for Game of Thrones could be, well, there's no big surprising deaths. We don't have some big twist. This all wasn't us in the eye of a giant, a blue-eyed giant named McCumber. This this isn't any of that. It's just a straightforward ending, and we get resolution, and we get kind of solutions to the situations. That could be a happy ending that makes everyone unhappy. There is a problem with answers. 
I say this here on Daily Thrones. You've heard me say it before. I say it over on Force Center, which is my Star Wars podcast. I've said it other places, even on Collider video shows as well. Expectations by fans. Loyal, loving, good-meaning fans creates expectations. We want those expectations met. So when Force Awakens comes out, you've had, in some cases, myself included, 30-plus years to wait for the continuing adventures of Luke Skywalker, Princess Leia, now General Leia, and Han Solo. And then when you get them, maybe what J.J. Abrams and team came up with wasn't what you wanted it to be. Going back to when you were seven, doesn't mean it was bad. It means it wasn't what you wanted. So therefore, you don't like episode seven. And that might happen with Game of Thrones. This has been going for some of you since 1996. For most of us since 2011. It's a long time. So when the ending actually comes, it could be a good ending. They could stick it. But if it wasn't the ending you wanted, and I'm not saying this is pretentious fans or or whiny troll-like fans. I'm saying me. I'm saying you. Us. We have our ideas. The predictions are fun. The speculations are fun. But it leads to conclusions in our mind, and those might not be the answers we get. And therefore, it could come off as a happy ending or an ending you don't want. That is the biggest challenge facing Game of Thrones going into Season 8. And I know they're aware of it. Fortunately, Jeff echoed what I was saying. you got to have faith in George R. R. Martin. And even though we're well past the books, the endings, the endings there, they just have to hit it. They just have to follow what George planned. But is that enough? And then Eric Monroe followed up with a call we had from Austin yesterday. About Daenerys Targaryen and her reaction to Jon, specifically to the news that he was dead and reborn again. Eric points out a good thing. Danny did see those scars. She did see him laying there in that ship's cabin and was like, ah, these scars are interesting. So what does that mean? What could that mean? Eric's maybe going more positive than I am. And maybe uh, people like uh, might think that Danny finds out about Jon dying and is like, oh, now he's... Now he truly is the prince that has promised, and it's not me and I'm mad. I don't know why I think that. Maybe I just think the worst of Danny, and that's my problem. But Eric's thinking she might just be really impressed. Might just be like, all right, this kid's got some moxie. He's got some power. I'm on board with it. Let's rule the world together. What do you guys think? Respond to any of these questions. Go back and listen to Daily Thrones on the podcast because the broadcasts remain up there. And if you have a question, I don't care if it's two weeks ago, call in. Let's talk about Daily Thrones, your voice and mine, as we get ready for Season 8 and much, much more in the world of Ice and Fire.